Hello, 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 and welcome to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. Well, I bet you guys are a little bit surprised as to why I am filming season five now while I am also uploading past season episodes of The Magicians. Well, seeing as it is the series finale coming up in two weeks, less than two weeks, I felt that I should get caught up because I really wanted to live tweet the finale with everyone and like fully put a closure on the show and I felt like I couldn't do that if I was still recording old episodes and then bringing up season five again like I didn't want to open up new wounds if people were still healing from the cancellation and honestly I didn't want to go through it all over again like it's already hard going through the past episodes and releasing them because I'm going through so many feelings like looking at all of our characters growing up together and I didn't want to do that to everyone else by releasing season five after the cancellation if like the fundraisers and like everything that everyone's doing to try to get it picked up again doesn't like doesn't work out or falls through I don't want it's like putting salt in people's wounds I don't want to do that so with multiple reasons aside also my friends are super angry I have yet to watch this season and you know I understand because like the magicians have brought me closer to so many people so many friends that I have my co-workers we all talk about it and me not watching this season obviously like it doesn't have that we don't have that closeness as much as we used to with our shows and so I feel like I should give that to them as well you're welcome but yeah that's my decision for releasing these Uh, episodes first I will be releasing these episodes as well as releasing past season episodes so if you see a back and forth just read the description Um, I always have every episode labeled as to what season and what episode we're actually working on I may not put the title of the show in the my own title box Um, I like to now put unique titles that I have summed up from the episode there but you guys just read the description and it will tell you just in case you're confused like if you hop on to one of my podcasting episodes and don't know exactly what episode we are on there are things there to label everything um so I have 11 episodes to release and this is the first one this is the first episode of season five and there is a lot of things going on Now, one of my biggest fears when losing Q was that we weren't going to have a group anymore. I felt like Q held the group together. He was the one that like brought everyone together. He united them. I mean, I keep flashing back to what was it? Season three when we were doing like the music magic and like getting everyone together so that we could get Josh into the fold so we can continue on our quest for the keys. Like that's all I can think about. And now that Penny 40 is gone and we have Penny 23, our connection to Katie is gone. Um, now that Q is gone 
Alice is on her own because she didn't really have anyone to bring her into the fold except for Q. Uh, Julia, I guess, now has Penny 23 because they're something. And it's like, who is bringing these characters together? Like, yes, the only thing that's holding them together now is that the loss that they all have of Q. He, even from the grave, is still holding them together. What does that say? Um, but yeah, so that was kind of what I was worried about. And I see it a little bit even in this episode. And it drives me insane because now, like, it makes it even harder to record these episodes. I feel like for season one, it was like, okay, so we have break bills. And then now we have the Hedges and Julia. And then season two, it's like everyone's together. So we have Fillory and then we have like Earth. And now it's like... Well, we have Fillory, Breakbills, and Earth, and every character is in a different part of it, and now it's like I'm separating every epi- part of the episode with, like, per character. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot, but they're all going through so much, uh, and so am I, honestly. I'm not gonna lie, the amount of times that someone said Q's name this episode I could have taken a drink I would have been highly intoxicated (laughs) just because it was a lot it was a lot there were so many flashbacks okay I was trying to pull an Elliot and tuck my emotions in but y'all were not trying to let me do that and that was very irresponsible I should have came prepped I kind of was I felt like I was watching it in an out-of-body experience to try to like get through it but y'all tugged at my heartstrings uh every few scenes especially with seasons Elliot but uh we'll get into that obviously but we start off this episode with Julia which is pretty fitting seeing as we ended season four with Julia and her getting her powers back and her feeling as if this was her gift from Q And so to start off this season with her and Penny, (laughs) I guess it seemed fitting because, of course, Penny and, well, Penny 23. Let's put that distinction out there because I still think Penny 40 will come back, okay? With y'all spoilers, don't tell me. But I still feel like Penny 40 will come back. And so I will keep saying Penny 23 so we know who he is. Okay, I love all pennies, but I I have my heart reaches for Penny 40. So Penny 23 and Julia are now officially dating. It's been a month since season four and Julia is still taking things hard. She still doesn't know what to do with her magic. And Penny, being the great boyfriend that he is, is trying to get her to see the beauty in the world that is magic. Now, I'm not really a fan of Penny 23 and Julia because one, I feel like Penny 23 is putting his past Julia 23 emotions on Julia 40 and they are two completely different people have been through two completely different lives that I don't feel like they should have been together. It's not right. It's weird. And especially since I've season four I felt like Penny 23 was forcing Julia to be with him like he was he turned around there was Penny 23 Julia like woke up there was Penny 23 like give a girl some breathing room to see if she actually wants to be with you and it's only been a 
month since one of the most tragic things, well, one of the many tragic things to happen to her has happened. And of course, Penny 23 is there for her to lean on. And so I don't like it. I don't like it. I still don't. I'm sorry. I, I can picture Julia with so many other people. Hell, I can picture Julia with a female. I know that was going around Twitter for a little bit, but she could rock it. And I think it would actually be better for her. Just saying. Um, but one thing I did like about that like little date scene that they had was when Penny tries to convince Julia that like this is where her magic should be going. She should be using it and all this stuff. And Julia's like, hold up. You do realize this is my decision. Like, I have to make my decision on how I use this magic. This magic has been given to me through Q's death. And if I was going to use it, I have to make that decision. And I loved it because I am sick and tired of people taking Julia's options away from her. I'm sorry. Whatever penny you are, you cannot do that. And we've been looking for Julia to make her own decisions. For herself, for her own well-being, since season one, it we are five seasons in, bruh. I cannot. So the fact that she is actually standing up for herself, I'm here for it a hundred percent. I support this, and I cannot wait to see more of it this season. She showed it even more when the pig with a quest comes to um to to look for Q and Julie has to inform him that he's dead and that like she can take this quest on for him and not gonna lie I chuckled because what is he he is a wait for it wait for it a sexist pig <laughs> I love that little mini humor there and like play on like words and who he is but I wondering how that quest is going to go I mean there are so many things going on right now like every character at one point this episode has mentioned that there is an apocalypse coming and this quest that Julie is putting herself in is supposed to stop that I don't know because honestly I'm wondering if this apocalypse is coming from multiple things because if you look at Penny's side of the story hilarious loved it okay him and dean fogg working together this season i cannot wait to see it because i love when characters and shows work with characters you've never seen before so i'm hoping to see like like a couple seasons ago or first season we had katie and julia right never saw that before then last season we had Alice with the library or Katie with the library. So now we're getting like Penny with Dean Fogg. Amazing. And now that everyone is doing their own things, who knows who's going to come in and out of people's lives. Can't wait to see it. But anyway, Penny. So Penny is supposedly supposed to be helping all of these new magicians that are now coming forward due to the surge. So the power surge has allowed more people to, I guess, access their powers and are now being able to get more admitted into Break Bills. Now Break Bills is going from like a community college to a university. (laughs) But Dean Fogg needs some help, okay? And clearly now that he is sober he is seeing that he cannot leave things the way he has the last couple seasons so he enlists penny to become a teacher never thought i'd see it 
but it's pretty cool. Penny, of course, is not about it, which honestly, I understand. Why would you want to teach other magicians, other traveler magicians, to do what you do? You've almost died, almost been beheaded, uh, lost to hands, um, actually have died, uh, lost your entire friends and family and loved ones. I mean, this is not... This is not a power that you actually want to have. I just keep going back to when Penny had his his mentor and his mentor was like, literally, you could die tomorrow. I lost my leg just from jumping into like a volcano by accident. Like, it is real and people need to be taking these seriously. And these kids, these children, do not know the 40 lives we had to go through to get there. And... Honestly, it's becoming serious because one of the travelers, uh, one of the new travelers, I think her name is Meredith, not 100%, but she's like, she's hearing voices, but they're not voices, they're like signals. And when Penny tries to listen in, he ends up like teleporting and we don't actually know where he went. And when he comes back, he's all like frazzled and confused, like, Come on, how are you going to cut me off right there? All I wanted to know is where he went. And we didn't go into it at all. Like, literally just skipped right over that. And I was like, all right, so when I start episode two, that better be right at the forefront because that was probably one of the most interesting things that I saw this episode. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm trying to piece together everything that might make up this apocalypse and every new thing that we learn might help like us understand it a little bit more but also it could be because I really like these new characters they're sassy they're like a new fresher version of what they were like in the beginning of season one and I love it. Like, I love it, especially Meredith. If that's even her name, I should go back and check, but I'm not going to. (laughs) But I love her the most because she seems like she's really smart. Like, she seems like a cooler, smarter, like, version of, like, Katie and Alice mixed together. You know what I mean? And I would love to see, like, a younger generation break bills come through. At least a little bit. I know people don't like like reboot shows or things like that, but just like a small spin-off in between episodes, I'd totally be fine with, honestly. Now that was pretty much like the lighter parts of this episode because honestly, from Julia and Penny and Break Bills, it just goes straight down into emotional craziness and turmoil from here on out. I mean, we have Katie, who her storyline was pretty short this episode. I mean, all she was like, we were reminded that she was leading the Hedwitches and that the Hedwitches are still dying um, when they tried to use magic because the library hasn't actually done anything to remove the red marks on Hedwitches because the library is in a mess and the library is also not going to fix itself since Alice is not trying to help at all which is understandable I'm not gonna lie I'm still kind of mad at the library for all the things that they could have done to help the last couple seasons and didn't do because they are under their whole code okay Zelda is the only one that like made me think the library had a little bit of a soul 
But after what happened to Q, oh no. No, unacceptable. I would understand why Zelda left, and but I do hope that we see her again this season because I also love her. And I hope we also get to see Harriet because I'm kind of mad we cut off Harriet's storyline. But as it is the library, without Zelda, they are going to need a leader. And their leader has supposedly ditched them. And now they're trying to look for Alice. And Alice right now is going through like mourning, which I mean, I guess, I guess. Okay, I saw this on Twitter, like when the season started, that everyone had like mixed emotions about how Alice was feeling because Q was gone. Now, one point you get it, like they were in a relationship together and he saved her life. They like they've saved each other's lives for the for seasons and their relationship has been a whirlwind of emotions. But honestly, they were together for a season, a season and a half. And then they weren't together because she died. And then she went all niffin. And then she didn't like him for a majority of season three. And then tried to get back into his good graces on season four, but they were kind of like on two different storyline paths. So they didn't really get to have a moment until literally the last two episodes before Q died. And so now, you know what? People grieve in their own ways. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's all I can say. It just didn't make sense to me. I mean, maybe cause I'm just a cold hearted person, honestly, but I was just like, why is Alice taking it so hard when nobody else is? Why? Like Julia's grief makes sense and her need to want to make a seance to actually speak to Q makes sense. But the fact that she just let that go. Cause Alice said, no, what? Anyway. And then Elliot's suppressing of his emotions makes sense because he doesn't like to talk about anything. I mean, he's had two boyfriends die on him now. Also makes sense. But Alice's grief doesn't. I mean, she didn't even feel that bad when her dad died. (laughs) Okay, whatever. But Alice is mourning and she's not trying to work for the library, which understandable. I get where her hard feelings came from, especially since they imprisoned her. That's one thing. And now that she needs them to be able to get Q back, I feel like, because she goes to the library and gets a book that's supposedly supposed to help her do something crazy um, as advised by her mother to help with her grief. And at the end of her scene, we see her with a mud version of a body. So my predicament are that she's trying to back... Like, remember that season? I think it was season one or two when the artist made a golem out of Margot? I feel like that's what we're trying to do here. Like, make a golem out of Q and then maybe, like, try to bring him back in a sense. I mean, if there's anyone that's going to be able to do it, it's Alice. Uh, She has her Niffin memories still. Like, she knows things that many magicians would dream of and so if there's anyone that could bring them him back it'd be her so it'd be interesting to see how she actually goes about doing that and if everyone actually agrees in being able to do that because bringing people back like necromancy magic is 
that's like big no-no in every magical show that I have ever seen. Like nothing good has ever come from burying somebody back from the dead. And so if they actually agree to let her do this and say it does happen, like there's going to be some big ramifications. Like maybe that's what starts the apocalypse, honestly. But if they don't agree, like if she goes and tries to do it without them knowing, like that's going to, she already was on the outs due to the key season. Do we really want her to be on the outs again with the group because she's actually trying to do something good and trying to bring Q back? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like everyone needs a break this season, even Alice and whatever she can do. I I will take her mother's advice and whatever Alice can do to get over her grief. If that means trying to bring Q back, whether it works or not, then great great it'll be good for her personally i don't know how i would feel if q did mysteriously come back for this season um i've said this on twitter multiple times after season four ended the way everything went down to me just both in the show and out of the show it wouldn't feel right like i feel like a lot of people are just way too hurt to really want to invest again in after everything that went down I don't know like there's been mixed conversations about everything um hell I'm in my own grieving stage like I'm in my own seven stages of grief and I finally feel like finally getting over it a little bit more um so rewatch like rewatching seasons and starting this season right now is like bringing back old feelings that I'm like trying to dig down <laughs> um speaking of grief though uh Fillory is a hot mess uh Fillory is a hot mess and where on earth it's only been a month since Q died it's technically been like 300 years in the future um from when Margot and Elliot end up going to Fillory now this is where I'm a little confused because Margot in that time that we see her with Elliot is trying to get cute it's trying to get Elliot to open up about what happened to Q and about being possessed and he's obviously just not about it because Elliot Wad is not you know tell his feelings it's not a thing that he's done ever and and poor Margot just wants Elliot to be real with her I mean if they are supposedly trapped in Fillory like she and him are supposed to be best friends and if Elliot doesn't want to confide in her and how he's feeling then she feels a little bit betrayed you know and I hate that I hate that because they just like just got each other back and to have to deal with like do they trust each other and them going through their own things like Margot went through an entire journey on her own where she discovered herself and what she could go through and like how strong she really is and Elliot went through that whole thing losing Q and being like the real ah no no like this is so we need to re redo our bonds like re-solidify what is Margot and Elliot and so I can see her frustration in constantly having to 
ask Elliot what is wrong. And I wonder, though, like, how long has it been going on? Because it's been a month on Earth, but how long has it been on Fillory? Because we know that the time frames are a little different. So, like, how long has she really been trying to get Elliot to talk? Like, is it a shorter time frame than what we had on Earth? Or is it a longer time frame than what we had on Earth? Or is it the same? No matter how long it's been, though, Margot clearly is not trying to leave Fillory until she gets down to the bottom of what happened to Josh and Fenn, because we last left Josh and Fenn to lead Fillory, and now that it's like 300 years into the future, we find out that like they're missing or gone or possibly even dead, so it's like she can't just leave knowing that like apparently, well, now that her and Josh are officially together, like, and she's opened up to Josh a little bit more, now, like, that's someone that she can lean on. And I, you know what? Here's the thing. I get why Josh and Margot are so important in having, because now that Elliot and Margot have been having, like, an on and off relationship for so long, she really needs she has herself she's she's found herself in the desert but she also needs someone to support her and see her for who she is and for so long that has been Elliot and now that she's finally seeing herself for who she is herself to have Josh also see it and still love her like that's a big deal so I get why people are are saying that this relationship between them are so important and such a key factor. I just didn't expect it. And honestly, I thought if Margot was going to get with anyone, like the entire time, it's been five seasons, right? And in the five seasons, I've been waiting, just waiting for Margot to finally find someone that's like on her level, that's like worthy of her. And there was that brief moment where she was going to get married and that guy who got beheaded, like he was like a potential that was going to like love her. And then there was a second where I was like, okay, poly relationship that's new that's a new dynamic I'd be fine with them exploring that with her Q and Elliot didn't happen hurt okay I thought after that threesome maybe then people were throwing around from like around season one and season two that Margot and Alice would have made a great relationship and honestly I see it I ship it so hard because Margot would have given Alice confidence and Alice would have been able to show Margot that it's okay to be smart and be amazing. But we didn't get that either. And there are so many other characters that had the opportunity to start a relationship with Margot and actually had a background for a relationship with Margot instead of Josh. Like, it was just so random and they fell for each other so fast. Like, how do you go from sleeping with Josh to save his life to saying that you love him? Wh- where? Where? I don't understand where that came from. And I think that is where a lot of the animosity for this relationship comes from. How fast it was and random. Like, they barely had a lot of scenes together for crying out loud. But like, now they're in a werewolf marriage can someone explain Ugh. but Margot cares I mean if you look at how 
she's reacting to what happens to Josh throughout this episode, she cares. And you can't say looking at her and looking at how she feels just from this episode alone that it's not real, at least to her. It may not be to us, but it is to her. <laughs> but ooh, that scene and where we find out what actually happened, even I was hurt. Like at first I thought it was going to be like a comedic relief into everything, especially when you find out that like there's a whole festival called the Unshackling where basically people of Fillory now make fun of the Earth kings and queens and like make on a little play about what actually happened. Like one rude. <laughs> okay, Margo, Elliot, Quentin and Alice they did as much as they could to save Fillory. Fillory was a hot mess before they took over. Like, they can't even say, they have no room to judge when they were all hiding in the depths of Fillory from the Beast the entire time. It was either have Children of Earth lead or have the Beast lead. Choose the best option here, okay? And then also, Ember was like trying to kill them for a week so disrespectful <laughs> it was so disrespectful and then they're over here laughing at the death of fen and, and josh like come on that's so rude and then when you zoom in on like margot's face and you can tell she's like heartbroken and elliot over here is just like get over it like it's just it was 300 years ago, which is so insensitive, <laughs> but also me. Um, it, it's just, uh, it breaks my heart. And so then Margo goes off and runs off on her own because she can't even deal with like what she found out and then also deal with Elliot at the same time and gets captured. Like, what the hell? Can the girl get a break? And of course, she's in the same dungeon that Josh was in before he died. And I just want to make it like a whole note out there. Whoever decided to have like the ghost of Josh come up when like Margot's in the cell and then her like try to comfort him while he's like wishing that she was here. Ah, broke my heart. It was so good. That was like a great scene. It's probably my favorite scene in the entire episode. It's just seeing like Margot with like a whole new emotion and all that and her just like comforting Josh even though he's like a ghost and like how she deflates when he disappears literally I could have shed a tear for her and I don't even like this relationship and I could have shed a tear but it was so great and then with all this drama going on can someone explain to me though who the hell the dark king is like, apparently he's the one that ends up saving Fillory or whatever, but all, all we know is that he's like a wizard that came and, and was the one that actually put in the decree to kill Fen and Josh. But is he a wizard though? Because Or is he just a, another magician? Because I don't think Fillory knew that the kings and queens of Earth were actually magicians because that was when there was no magic, right? So... Could he just be another magician that they now recognize as powerful enough to 
rule fillery where Fen and Josh could not. Like, they all have their own strengths. Like, Josh was more of a cooking person and Fen has her knives. So I'm guessing, like, they were overpowered by him and however he was able to take over. So what exactly is his goal? Like, I want to know. And also, is he still alive? It's been 300 years and time ages differently there. So... I, it would be interesting to see what happens if he's still alive and still ruling. I mean, for all we know, that's who actually imprisoned Margot. Like, what? there's so many questions. There's so many questions. But that's that basically it. That's basically all that happens this entire episode. And yeah, we, like, we go back into Alice and everything like that. But we had talked about her. And... Now we just have to wait. We just have to wait and see. Well, I have to wait and see, seeing as how it's like episode 12 next week. But I will be obviously watching episode two soon and recording that for you guys and letting you guys know my thoughts and opinions and hoping that things get better. Like, I really hope that Alice gets the closure that she's looking for. Do I hope Q comes back? Honestly, I don't even know myself. Um looking at Penny's new journey away from Julia. I can't wait to see that. Like, see him and his new students. That's exciting to see. Um, Julia's quest, you know. What's a magician season without a quest? What's a magician season without a musical? I, I'm, I know that's coming up. And I, I'm waiting to see what songs that they choose for this musical. Because... It's the series finale. You can't end a show without a musical. There's been, what, three musicals out of the five seasons now? Blasphemy if there isn't. Um, But yeah, it was a pretty good episode for the first episode. I feel like I was watching it mostly from an outer body experience. But now just like looking back at everything that happened and explaining it a little bit more. I feel a lot more connected to the episode. I feel a lot more excited to watch the rest of the season. Um, I don't really know how it's going to go from here on out. Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I don't know if I'm going to hate it. Uh, I've been told it's amazing. And they've done amazing work in the past. You can't say that the producers and writers of The Magicians haven't done amazing these last four five years so I'm not gonna just ignore that I can't and I know it's gonna be good and I know the writing is gonna be good and I know I'm going to feel for all these characters again with or without Q it's just going to it's gonna be a bit it's gonna be a lot um so bear with me honestly as I'm going through and releasing these episodes for you my hope is that I will be done with season five or at least caught up by next Wednesday so I can watch the last two episodes with everyone together. But if not, you know, I'll have it done at least by the finale. And yeah, what do you guys think of the episode? I've been reading tweets here and there while trying not to get spoilers so I can't really tell like how you guys feel so if you want to like message me on twitter at showtalk podcast or at my email showtalkpodcast at gmail.com let me know how you feel the questions how do you feel about Q not being in this season like I know a lot of people are deciding whether or not to watch this season and 
with the cancellation and everything? Are you watching it again just to give it a final send off? Or can it survive the way it is now? I think it will. I think even without Q, it's we have our characters are still there. Our favorite characters are still there. I still love Margo. I still love Elliot. I still love Alice and Penny, 23 and 40, Julia, like my prayers still going out for her every episode. I can't just abandon them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I guess you're just gonna have to listen with me and see how this goes. And yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking through all of my rambling. I hope to see you in the next two episodes as we say goodbye to the magicians. If you want to hear more about the shows that I'm talking about, make sure that you're following me on Twitter. Uh, Make sure that you're looking out for other shows that I'm releasing like Cloak and Dagger and Marvel's Runaways if you just want to hear more or see what I'm watching. Those will be released soon as well, or probably around the same time as well. I hope all of you guys are doing okay with everything that's going out in the world. Please stay home if you can to just reduce the flow or spread of this virus. I know it's a lot, but we're a community that has been with each other online for so long. I think we can find a way to stick together. If you have to go to work, go to work, but stay safe. And whatever you do, whatever you keep doing, just keep talking.